What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani of TSC. We have right here on the line a champion, but not just any champion. He is a world champion, the world champion of Ring of Honor. We're talking to Pierre-Carlo Ouellette, a.k.a. PCO. He's a former TSC guest. He came on here last year, talked about how he wanted to be a world champion. At the time, he was a tag team champion, and he closed out 2019 the biggest way possible. PCO, how does it feel to be champ? Feels great. Feels awesome. It feels like a, uh, a uh, long life achievement uh, that I was aiming for uh, since I was 14 years old. But uh, it was only like the, the first step, you know, uh, of the goals of, of my career. So uh, it took so long as to reach that first step. Uh, uh, I just feel with all the adversity that I've been through that it's going to take way less more time to achieve the rest of my goals. And, and what an incredible goal it was. You had a very hard-hitting match with Rush to capture the title at Final Battle, which, by the way, ROH actually uploaded on their YouTube channel for free so you all could watch that match and, and, and the whole show. And it, it's amazing. You won this world title at 51 years young, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> but you certainly yeah, you certainly aren't moving like, like a 51-year-old. How are you feeling these days? I'm feeling great. My body's, like, uh, such in shape. I mean, I have, like, no pain. Uh, everything is nice and loose. Uh, ready for another war. Uh, I'm ready for a, roll, for a war, like, every night, you know, like... Uh, I could go on for like 365 days a year like that, and uh, that wouldn't change a thing for me. You know, it's uh, it's just something I like doing and I love doing. It's my passion, and uh, and uh, and obviously, you know, being a champion, it's more than just wrestling in the ring. You know, there there's everything that comes with it. All the you know uh, with uh, with being a champion, it comes with great responsibilities and uh, uh, there's so much to do around and you have to keep on pushing the pedal also on the, on the workouts and, and keep ready for, for uh, in-ring action. But there's so much happening outside the ring, you know, you're invited all over the place, uh, uh, you know, big sporting events, big, you know, uh, conventions and uh, all kinds of things, and my my phone keeps on ringing all the time. But I knew that was part of the deal, and I knew that was what I was getting into it, and that's what I, I wanted to get into. So uh, I'm not complaining. Actually, I'm, I'm full of gratitude. You know, I'm, uh, I'm so happy. Uh, I, I couldn't have for a better life. You know, I'm, I'm at peace. I'm I'm serene and. Uh, ready to go and, and you've had a, an incredible career and, and for any younger fans that don't know you once were in, in wwe and wcw impact wrestling you're pretty much everywhere you've been at roh captured the six-man ta- titles tag team titles now the the roh world world champion you've had a lot of great moments throughout your career but i mean being a world champion is the pinnacle. So when when you did finally get that gold around your waist, I mean, what what was that feeling like, especially for someone like you who has waited a long time to get to this point? Yeah, it meant for me, you know, when I when I uh, when you know I took a bunch of selfies with the crowd and 
I was really like involved with the crowd, and I was trying not to disappoint anyone. Like uh, the crowd was so, uh, you know, cheerful and so behind me and everything that I wanted to give back, you know, right away at the same night. Uh, when I crossed the curtain, going back to uh, dressing room area, uh, every wrestlers the, in the company had stayed, and they uh, gave me a big uh, standing ovation on the other side. And uh, uh, and I could see uh, some of the guys had like tears in their eyes because they felt, you know, all the sacrifices, all the setbacks, all the obstacles, the, you know, tough times and, and everything that I've, I've gone through to get to that point. And, and I told the guys, you know, some of you might not mean as much as it means for me because, you know, some of you became champion at a, a fairly young age. Uh, but when you've been riding and trying to find way <laughs> it's like you're feel like you're in a labyrinth you know and you're trying to find your way to to the top and and you hit walls here and there and you become to a point where you almost become discouraged and you say what is it going to take to get there you know it's like at one point sometimes you're on a good wave you're doing a good thing the right things and then bang and then everything shuts up and you're back at starting point again and you have to roll up the sleeve and and uh, find the courage and the determination and devotion for you, for your passion to get back up and and start you know digging more hurt <laughs> uh, in a way to find that diamond you know so uh and shovel and shovel and shovel and then you hit different things and it doesn't work and you don't find any gold and you don't find any diamonds. And, uh, it's a hell of a journey. And so by getting it, a, uh, it was very emotional for me. It was something that uh, was in my mind and my heart it was a burning desire. Since I was 14 years old, I was uh, working at it. So uh, it was, it was very special, very, very special. And you got to take a very nice victory lap as well. I mean, you're not just a world champion for Ring of Honor, the world champion, but you're also a Canadian world champion. And Canadian wrestlers have a very rich history in, in the in, in the industry. And I, I feel like right now, these days in combat sports, Canada's kind of an underserved market. You know, it was hot for a while. Uh, you know, DDB used to run there a lot. They still do, but I, I don't feel like it's at the same level like it used to be uh, with combat sports, with MMA, for example, with GSP. He's, he's nowhere near as active as he used to be. I think he's actually technically officially retired at this point. He hasn't fought in, in a couple years. So, I mean, I, I do feel like Canada is a bit underserved. And here you are, the world champion, and you are at the Montreal Canadiens game. Getting that great exposure for for ROH and getting a really nice ovation. What a great exposure! What a great ovation! I mean, you're you're talking about twenty one thousand people, hockey fans. You go there as a pro wrestler and you cut a promo in front of twenty one thousand hockey fans, and you get like a PCO chance. That's unheard of. You know, that's really like PCO monster mania you know like that 
that's the beginning of something super big. Uh, tonight, uh, just like that, you know, I was with some, uh, uh, I was with Destro and did some kids, and then they wanted to go into some stats for uh, hockey players. So they get on the NHL.com, which is a mega website, and kid goes, I've never seen anything like that in my life. That's NHL.com. Never played in the NHL of your career. As the first time that I see someone on the NHL.com that would never played even one game in the NHL. And and, and that, that got me like, wow, what an exposure. Because on top of the Montreal uh, Canadian hockey game, and on top of being on all the social media, the Montreal Canadiens, which is the probably the greatest dynasty in all professional sports, you know, the Yankees and the Pats uh, and, and uh, NFL. Uh, they've got 24 championships under their belts. Uh, being honored by a, a dynasty like that, having the chance to express myself live in front of of their audience. And, and I mentioned that you won the world title at 51. You're actually 52 now, so happy happy belated birthday. You're now 52 years young. And, and here you yeah, are. I mean, yeah, I mean, the 13th of December, and I turned 52 uh, 30th of December. So that was also a uh, birthday uh, gift, you know, that, that finally find that goal that after digging for so long, you know. So they uh, won't cut you off, but. I just just felt like it was the perfect timing, you know, right at my birthday. No, that that, that is pretty cool. And at fifty two years young, I mean, I follow you on Twitter on Instagram. You're always putting out these awesome videos of your training with with Destro. And there was one I think where I think you nailed your hand to like a piece of wood, and you're just screaming like yeah. ah, and you're like and, and and like Destro just keeps slamming the hammer, and you're and you're and you're just feeling the pain, but you're but you keep going because you want to be you know the ultimate fighting machine. And I'm just thinking, man, like this guy and and your colleague Destro are so creative, and every week it's something new, and every week it's it's entertaining. And I see guys that are half your age. And with all due respect, are really talented in the ring, but don't put anywhere near the effort on the character side of things. I'm not saying everybody has to be Frankenstein, everybody has to be PCO and you know, self-mutilation and crazy stuff like that. But I feel like that there could be a little bit more effort on the social media side, not just to tweet out like, hey, I'm here, but to build your respective character. Uh, what advice would you give any young wrestlers who are hoping to kind of take that next step, not just in the ring, but like what you have done and create a marketable character? Yeah, exactly. I think it's uh, it's the uh, the will. It's the, the it's it's because you want to make it so much. I was at a point in my career where I was under contract. Uh, let's say I was like in Puerto Rico, or I was in England, and then I got my booking sheet, and I knew uh, this day I was at that building, and that day at the other building, and I was just swallowing up, you know, like. Uh, booking sheets and just doing my job and working really hard in the ring every night. And then I got into WWF and WWE and then I and then I I got back home sometimes and I damn that company they never have anything for me. You know, they don't have nothing for me and uh and then I would sometimes you know I'd write scenarios, I'd write things down, I'd suggest, you know, angles and things like that. And then uh 
it will it will it would end up being in a maybe the garbage or on top of a shelf somewhere or you know I felt like maybe it wasn't on the right ears and things like that and then then when I made my comeback I said what the heck man I'm just just gonna get myself over by myself you know I'm just gonna be so creative I'm gonna be so passionate I'm gonna be so into what I'm doing you know so I decided to I wasn't gonna go out anymore I I didn't want to have any girlfriend. I didn't want to. I didn't want to have my head mixed up into something else because at the age that I had, that I was, I knew that I had to triple up my work. You know, it's like the deadline that I had was so close that it made me do like twice or five times as much work as I would have done if I was 20 years old. But it's almost like a football team sometimes when they're 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 behind and they got you know so much time left on the uh, on the clock that they're they're not even like having like any more like meetings or anything like that in between plays you know they're just they're just so into the moment that they give their all out best efforts. And, and sometimes they score because there's so much in the moment and they're so focused and all their energies at the same place. And that's the kind of feeling that I, that I needed to have, you know, just, just think about resting 24 seven, just getting up in the morning, writing maybe 20 ideas every morning or five ideas or two, depending on how you feel Getting up early, writing ideas down, uh, letting like you know play in my mind during the whole day. Next morning, writing some other things up, and eventually, all all of our, those ideas, uh, one or two, pops out, and they're good ones. And and when you you keep on working on your stuff and you keep on trying to get better. Uh, things start to roll for yourself, you know? It feels like now life is new, oh, happening, this is happening, this is happening. Or sometimes, I remember when I was younger, uh, if something was promised to me and it was not delivered the way that I expected, I would just be enraged and be fighting against that, that thing, you know? Why... I was promised this and I was promised that and, uh, you know, they lied to me and things like that. I don't even waste energy on that anymore. Whatever I've got, you know, I'm trying to make like the best out of it. And most of the time, and I'd say if not all the time, everything that I do accept a situation that I'm not supposed to accept, but I make the best out of it. I've got so much gift, you know, like so much timing, so much thing coming up to me. Uh, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, I was booked in Japan for Tag League, and uh, with Brody, everything got injured. Then I started to feel like, you know, I hope my tour in Japan will be fine. So I'm calling King all the time. How's your knee? Oh, I should be all right. I don't think I ripped my ligament. I think I just... Uh, just a uh, 
you know, I just twisted it and things like that. So I say, let's go see an orthopedist you know, just to make sure I just had a regular doctor. So finally went, uh, ACL was torn, uh, cut, you know, and uh, he couldn't make it to Japan. So I was kind of bummed out and I rolled my sleeves up like I did during my, not the first part of my career, like I would roll my sleeve up. I was after that I was really disappointed and really mad and that was ready to throw things and to break things and to really lose my my composure and and uh, that I couldn't masterize everything my own self basically. I was losing control myself. So I kept calm and I say, Well something good's gonna come out of that for sure. Uh, and I was hoping the best for Brody. I felt bad for him. And I said, I'm going to work so hard on that show for December 13th. So we had that summit in uh, Baltimore for the company just before Christmas, just to, you know, have a lunch with the boys and talk about, you know, uh, what's up for us in 2020 and what's coming up and, and things like that. They're very positive. And then I cut that promo uh, with Rouge for Rouge, which is one of, one of the greatest promo that I ever cut that was ever put together by one of our uh, talented guys, Ray Warner, who puts the video uh, together. We've got a bunch of guys, but this guy's name is Zane, and uh, he's super talented, and uh, he put that out. And that, that video made a huge difference because I could tell my story and with the images and everything. And this and the meetings that we had with the executive and expressing ourselves. And I feel that I gained, you know, like uh, it helped me getting in the groove for the title match. And uh, I really feel that was like, some turning points there. So um, most of the time when I, I'm going through adversity and I do accept that adversity as a gift, I got a benediction out of that most of the time. That's, that's all the work that I had to do on my own um, person. As, as Growing as a person, I had to change so many things in my life in order to become more successful. And uh, that's where now I'm really uh, focusing on success, putting so much effort on be creative, on coming with different stuff, on working the character. And it's all about passion, devotion, uh, determination, and uh, not counting the hours because sometimes it seems like we, we're wrestling, you know, that amount of dates per year. But I got to tell you, uh, I'm, I'm working probably 50 to 80 hours a week on different type of deal uh, that that are related to my wrestling career. It's uh, nonstop action. I'm always working on something. So, uh, <laughs> oh, that's what I, that's what I gotta say for someone who wants to, you know. Make it big in the business. You got to be willing to pay the price, and it's got to be something that you love to do. You have to love to be doing this media, uh, public relation, be creative, 
coming up with different things, uh, coming up with different idea that was never done before, and all kinds of things. You have to be, uh, you have to create your own lot. You can't be waiting for the company to think about you and to give you something if you're not working at it. You gotta bust your, uh, your butts uh, 24-7. That's, that's all I have to say. That's what keeps me young. At the time of recording this, it sounds like Marty Skrull is here to stay with Ring of Honor. He was set to become a free agent. A lot of people thought maybe he'd be on the outs, and it looks like he's going to be with Ring of Honor for the foreseeable future, which I, I think is great. He's a he's a great talent, and I like the chemistry you guys all have together. What can you tell us about Villain Enterprises that fans don't see? Something good about them that they bring to the table that maybe the average fan doesn't notice when they're watching in the ring? Yeah, to tell you the truth, with Marty, he's a great guy, you know, uh, a very uh, generous guy. He's uh, very uh, a great wrestler. Obviously, we all know that. Everybody that's you know not everybody, but a lot of guys that I've been formed and broke in to uh, pro wrestling in England, uh, they got such a great solid base in wrestling itself. So he's got that for sure. He's got the charisma. Uh, he, uh, he knows how to, uh, you know, great as psychology, putting matches together or knowing what to do with what that move or this move or, you know, he's got great psychology. Uh, as far as Marty himself, um, you know, the type of guy who talks about professional things that much, you know, uh, up until today, uh, 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 you probably know better than I know, and I'm as I consider myself one of his good friends because you know all the little enterprise we have like a common you know text message, uh, uh, someone's birthday or you know whatever we have to discuss between the four of us. We do with Fred Gordon as well, which is an incredible talent and a good guy, but. Uh, with Marty's deal, I didn't know if he was going to AEW, if he was going to NXT, if he was staying with ROH. I've seen him going to uh, NWA. Uh, and I felt like I was, it was not my duty. It was not my, my business to say, Marty, what's up? Are you, what are you doing? Are you staying? Are you leaving? Are you resigning? Uh, What's up with you? I always left him with his mind and let him think and let him do whatever he wanted to do. And uh, he was always creative with villain enterprises with his own character. He comes up with merch all the time with ideas, with you know different costumes. Very creative. Uh, like I say, uh, I only got good words from Marty. Been awesome. He's been the one who had, uh, you know, put my name up there for, for Ring of Honor to bring me in because uh, I met him in 2007 in England when he was just a kid. And, uh, we, you know, he thought that I uh, wasn't a prima donna or I didn't play, uh, you know, big games. You know, it was cool with everybody. So I think that was when I got really over on the indie. I think he, he really liked I was getting over it. Like sometimes he's texting me, asking me if I was under contract somewhere. Um, he 
would end up in sex with the keep killing it and things like that. So uh, when he had the idea of the Linden Uprising, he wanted to bring me and, and Brody King. And Brody King, I great guy, like me, straight edge, you know, uh, doesn't drink, doesn't party or anything like that. So uh, very uh, dedicated to, to wrestling. Uh, super talented, great guy, uh, very generous as well. Um, won't refuse to take a picture with anybody. Uh, you know, very gentleman. But in the ring, he's a tough dude, man. One of the toughest dudes that I've wrestled before. And, um, and he, you know, he goes hard, you know, like he goes hard as far as he gives himself, but when he hits you, he hits you hard, you know. He's, Heavy, he's tall, and, and, and he can't feel the weight, you know. And, but he's, he's never hurt anyone. He's just, just a tough guy. So, um, so that, that's about it. You know, like Marty is very, it's um, business. Like for me, if someone walks up to me, how much are you making per year? I mean, that's my own thing, you know. That's not something that we discuss with anyone. I never discussed that with anyone in my, my own faction. I don't think I should discuss any of Marty's plan if he wants to stay our wage or go somewhere else. And uh, we were always respectful to each other. Uh, so uh, I think that's why we have such a chemistry. We have uh, a lot of respect between each other. And um, hopefully Marty stays. Uh, you know, I, I think Part of his New Year resolution, I heard that from Han Riccoboni, that Marty wanted to uh, uh, become a world champion. So there's a lot of competition right now. He's in my own faction, and if he came out with that statement, I totally understand that because uh, everybody wants to be on top, you know, and everybody wants to pull the company or help pull the company with the rest of of the other guys, you know, so I, I totally uh, admire that. Before we let you go, we really do appreciate the time. I know you got a lot of world champion duties going on, but where can fans find you online? They, uh, with my uh, social media platforms, they all under uh, PCO is not human. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm super active on uh, those three. I got a, a YouTube channel with uh, 100 and more than 100 vignettes of uh, Monday Night PCO and Destro with everything that we have done over the last two years. So we have hours and hours of fun and pleasure watching that, going through that, finding the, the whole story about the resurrection, electricity, dash, jumper cables, car battery, <laughs> uh, and all the, you know, feats of strength, the, the Destro, uh, uh, being, you know, uh, I who, who uh, created the uh, Canadian, uh, French Canadian Frankenstein, Perfect Creation One, uh, PCO, and um, it's, uh, yeah, you, you can get the whole story put together there. There's some, some fans have joined the, the PCO journey. Maybe two months ago, three months ago, some have been there since the beginning. Some have been there, like you know, 
different times, different favorite times, so you can catch up there on uh, Pure Call Web on, on, on YouTube, PTO, and uh, all the other platforms.